All right, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, everybody. I hope everyone enjoyed yesterday's episode of Let's Get Banned. I believe episode number four, which Camden uh, hosted. He did a, a phenomenal uh, job. I hope you all, uh, I think you all agree, actually. The comments were overwhelmingly positive. So um, great to see Camden uh, jumping in there, and I hope you all uh, all agree. So let's jump right into today's uh, today's news. Today is Friday, July 16th, 2021, and there actually is quite a bit to cover uh, as it pertains to uh, global news and things like that. So so let's jump into it. So first off, <clears throat> Lebanon's Prime Minister designate Saad Hariri, hopefully I pronounce his name correctly, uh, has resigned as the crisis escalates. Um, according to Al Jazeera and BBC, the cash-strapped country has been without a full-fledged government for more than eight months. Now, again, we don't really need a news outlet to confirm that. Uh, there are some people that I do know from Lebanon who tell me, Dave, you know, this is going on and what have you. And I, I take their word over, you know, the mainstream media any day, right? With that being said, um, I do believe that this is in fact happening. They haven't been with a, a you know, a stable government for quite some time now. So again, um, it's it, it's a it's a tough situation. I mean, Lebanon, it's it's very complicated. I don't claim to be an expert on the matter, but I do know that it is quite uh, quite sophisticated as it pertains to other countries and other elements uh, contributing to the geopolitical and social structure of Lebanon. So again, it's it's unfortunate th that this is the case, but I mean, again, I guess in situations like these, it could be worse, you know. Uh, there could be no government, there could be a coup attempt like what's happening in Myanmar, but I don't know, it, it's un it's unfortunate and it, it saddens me to not be able to think of a, a more concise approach or solution, if you will. But anyways, um, the next thing is that uh, this just came in and I quote, nobody should trust Wikipedia, uh, end quote, its co-founder warns. Larry Sanger says the site has been taken over by what he refers to as, quote, left-wing volunteers, end quote, who write off sources that don't fit their agenda as fake news. Now, this came from Disclosed TV, but again, you can check other outlets, they're reporting this as well. Look, he um, he's going to cause uh, a, a bit of a stir up, if you will, within the online community, Reddit, Twitter, you name it. You're going to have people saying, you know, look into his past and question him. Why is he saying it now? Then you're going to have people saying, look, he's just blatantly coming out to say it because he feels this is the time. Others are speaking out about what they feel is going on, about how, you know, the establishment is taking this left wing approach and what have you. But again, you know, it's... It, it, people can make all these statements, but there will always be people that don't believe them. There will be people that maybe believe them a little too much if these people bullshit a little bit or what have you. We have to look at the justification as to why... Um this particular gentleman, Larry Sanger, has come out to say this. And again, the uh, it's Wikipedia's co-founder, right? Uh, is he still involved with the company? Is he not? Um, at the end of the day, it, does he take a step back and look and say, oh my God, I created a monster type of thing? A lot of guys who built websites and things like that are saying it. Um, not as much as I'd like, because a lot of them that built them ended up staying on and they became people like Mark Zuckerberg and, you know, uh, guys like that. And we all know what, what most of us think of them, it, generally speaking, right? So um, it's nice to see every so often someone, you know, do something just for the goodness uh, well again assuming this gentleman does not have an, uh, an alternative agenda it's nice to see that someone could speak out like this and the people who want to listen will listen right again for the ones that don't want to listen you can bring the horse to the water, but you can't make him drink, right? So the next thing is that the prosecutor investigating Hunter Biden waited until after the election to issue uh, search warrants and grand jury subpoenas. Uh, U.S. Attorney David Weiss kept his investigation into Biden's son out of the 2020 campaign. Now, interestingly enough, David C. Weiss uh, was appointed by Trump to serve as the United States attorney for the District of Delaware and was sworn in on February 22nd, 2018. So again, folks, this, this also adds to the theory 
that maybe Trump wasn't in on it, but again, there's not as much of a division of left versus right as they want us to think, right? We take a look at the case of what recently happened that I covered a couple days ago, Ken Starr, uh, the, that's coming out in the book next week that The Guardian covered about how Ken Starr, the lawyer who went after Bill Clinton uh, during the Monica Lewinsky impeachment trial, was the same guy who was using his connections with Clinton, Bush, and Cheney to help cover for Epstein. So it just goes to show you that it's it, a lot of it is a is a puppet show on the front end, right? And we see that at the end of the day, on the back end, there's only fixers for the elite. There's no fixers for Republicans, no fixers for Democrats. Now, yes, maybe certain favors will be called in at certain times within a certain context, and they may happen to be Democrat or Republican, yes. But my overall point here is you see, folks, even case in point with this particular... Um, with this particular story about how Trump appointed the same guy that helped cover up the, the Hunter Biden thing till after the election. What do we make of that? And it's an issue we have to address. We cannot simply ignore it. I'm not saying Trump knew about this or he knew it was going to happen, but it just goes to show you these guys, again, they just kind of go along with whatever elite is in there at the time. So the argument of, you know, is Trump just another part, uh, circle of the elites? He's just not as in that circle as others. It's a strong argument in this case. Uh, this point uh, right here might, in fact, uh, be the case to, to make that. Or I could be totally wrong, right? Again, let's play devil's advocate. We have to weigh all the angles. So the uh, next thing is that, <clears throat> uh, Angela Merkel received an honorary doctorate from Johns Hopkins University today while on a trip to the, the United States, according to Reuters. Yeah, I mean, I saw the article very quickly. Again, it just looks like the establishment, the elites handing out awards to each other. Oh, you did. A, I don't know what it was for, but I'm just, you know, shooting the shit right now. Oh, you did great handling the, the pandemic. Oh, look at you. And they give each other medals and applaud and blah, blah, blah. Whenever elites are giving each other medals it, and, and they smile and they clap and that whole thing. I, I think you have a problem, in my humble opinion. Now, if, if you're giving a medal to someone who did something and they deserve it and things like that, yes. But Merkel's been ingrained within the political stratosphere and atmosphere for so long. I don't, I don't believe that, you know, she's, uh, she did some massive, you know, great thing and uh, there's this big event for her. No, there's an event for her because she is Angela Merkel, the, ch the Chancellor of Germany, right? Simple. So, um... The next thing is that uh, the Guardian article, which claims that the Russian leadership agreed to back Trump in 2016, which many are calling the Putin papers, um, is, quote, a complete lie, a classic fake, just another example of fake news, end quote, says the Kremlin uh, spokesman Peskov. Again, look, there's going to, just like everything else, there's going to be, okay, here's the thing about the, the interference, the collusion. I really do believe that the Russiagate thing was a hoax, that it was something pushed by the establishment. With that being said, did the Russians want to influence the election? I'm honestly, folks, in my humble opinion, I'm always open to having my mind changed, but right now, sure, and I'll tell you why I think that. Because every other country tries to, pardon my English, fuck with each other's election every election cycle. It's just because it came into focus in the 2016 election doesn't mean this is anything new. Take a look at how many times Russia and China uh, and Israel have tried to interfere with other elections around the world. Take a look at how many times the U.S. and even in some cases documentation to show that Canada helped the U.S. Uh, meddle with elections all over the world. In, in All the way starting from like the 1950s and 60s. Again, because it has to do with, you know, the global policy and, you know, quote unquote, keeping the peace, which we can argue is more of a, an imperialistic mindset. But you see what I'm saying here, folks. I'm not trying to point the finger at any one person. What I'm saying is that all the countries do it. So just because the Western media focused on it in 2016, all of a sudden makes it much more important. I mean, like when Putin says that the U.S. tries to, pardon my English, again, fuck with the election in Russia constantly. I believe him. I really do. Because I don't think that that's someone coming from a, a, a biased perspective of him needing to lie. Because they've been doing it for so many goddamn years. 
You see what I'm saying? So again, it, it's perspective, right? Um, okay. Oh, by the way, this, oh my, okay. I'm just going to veer away from my normal thing because this just came in right now as I'm recording this. Uh, the White House, uh, on censoring American social media. Jen Psaki basically says it's fine since they are already in touch with the media in a similar way. Oh my, I don't know what that means. But anyways, the, I, I imagine this is, you know, these are questions pertaining to the White House fact-checking SMS text messages and things like that. This is scary. Like, I mean, what are they going to do now? Start fact-checking phone calls? At what point does it, like... You know what I mean? At what point do we draw the line here? But anyways, um, the next thing is that representative... And this next... Uh, a point for the news right here, folks, will show you that I'm doing my best to be as unbiased as possible on both political sides. Um, Representative Matt Gates's campaign paid $25,000 last month for, quote, legal consulting, end quote, to the law firm that represented Jeffrey Epstein, El Chapo, and various mobsters, according to his campaign finance report. Okay, well, okay, well, look, campaign finances, I believe, um, don't quote me on this, but they have to be disclosed uh, publicly, um, I, I believe, the following quarter, so it's not like you can sugarcoat this, I believe that anyone can find this in the public domain of, of, of his campaign um, donations and finances and things like that, look, it's pretty common sense, I'm sure the lawyers are good, which is why you know, El Chapo and Jeffrey Epstein used them. But at the same time, let's be real with ourselves too, right? You don't go to those kind of lawyers unless you did do something wrong. So, I mean, that again, no, we can't prove that, but let's be real with ourselves here, right? So again, if Matt Gates is found guilty and, you know, the the legal procedure of finding him guilty is legitimate and all that, so be it. That's that's the law. That's the way it is, right? Um, Again, we've been following the sex trafficking case since the story broke, I believe. So, you know, uh, the next thing is that the Dominion voting site went down yesterday as well. Uh, okay, there's been a uh, quite a bit uh, of, I guess you could say, revelations or revelatory uh, issues that have been revealed with regards to the Arizona audit, uh, Pennsylvania, and things like that. So um, this basically has to do with that, which is interesting that the website went down the same day. Maybe it was hacked. Maybe they took it down because they didn't want people to actually validate this potential claim of fraud. And I got to be careful because of YouTube. But anyways, the Arizona audit hearing uh, said that 11,326 voters not on the voter rolls on November 7th, but were on the voter roll on December 4th and were marked voted in November 3, uh, the, the November 3rd election. Um, 74,000 mail ballots received, but no clear record of 74,000 mail-in ballots it's sent. Again, I'm going to be totally honest with you folks. I'm just going off reporting here. I'm going to be careful uh, giving my opinion. I will tell you though, I am interested in this audit more so than the previous one simply because there does seem to be something fishy this time and I will leave it at that uh, just because I don't want to um I don't want to, you know, risk uh, risk the, the entire channel just because of one comment. But anyways, the next thing is that U.S. Secretary, uh, Treasury Secretary Yellen now sees, uh, quote, several more months of rapid inflation and worries about the impact on home buyers, end quote. Yeah, that's what happens when companies like BlackRock buy up all the housing. This is why, again, the argument, and I could be proven wrong, and I'd be more than glad to have this debate with anyone, the argument that straight-up capitalism doesn't work seems to be pretty valid, because if you have straight-up capitalism, what do you do once one of you becomes rich? You make a few of your other buddies rich, and then you just keep handing out the same contracts to one another. Keep it in the circle. You know what I mean? So, again... Um, the next thing is that L.A. County is requiring masks again in California. 
yeah, no, this is not going to go bode well, especially if there's going to be a snap election with uh, Governor Gaz Gavin Newsom um, up for re-election and because of the petition of, and all that about people wanting him gone. Yeah, this is not going to bode well, in my opinion. Um, the next thing is that the former prime minister of Denmark and member of F uh, Facebook's oversight board claims, and I quote, free speech is not an absolute human right, end quote. Um, he adds the board's purpose is to, quote, balance it with other human rights, end quote. Uh that's I'm not I'm not trying to be the moral arbiter. I'm not trying to be God here, because if I if I say to you guys what if I push my personal opinion as fact to you guys, I'm no different than Twitter and Facebook and what and this guy right here. So or this woman, excuse me. Look, I, I don't I don't agree with that. Uh, I, fundamentally, I don't. I think a lot of you may have strong opinions as well. So it's quite that's quite a statement. Um, I, I don't know where to start. I can go on for a while, which is why I'm not going to touch that at the moment. Um, the next thing is that Ron DeSantis, I found this kind of funny, um, is selling Don't Fauci My Florida merchandise, <laughs> which is, uh, I, look, it's a free country, right? Whether you want to call that slander or what have you, I, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily say it's slander per se, but again, kind of funny. But look, if he's doing it to profit, I, I guess there, if there's no law against it, then sure. <laughs> um, the next thing is that uh, the protests have erupted in Melbourne as Victoria, Australia goes back into lockdown. The people, the people are fed up. I, I really do believe that people, even a couple months ago, who were all for the lockdowns are now saying, listen, let the people who want to go out, go out, and let the people who want to stay in, stay in. Again, you guys know where I stand with this. I'm not going to spend too much time on this. Um, the next thing is that Representative Pat Fallon dumped his ownership in Microsoft stock just before the announcement came that the Pentagon was scrapping their Jedi contract that they had with, uh, with Microsoft. Again... Th these insider trading things, it, you know what's interesting? Certain politicians, governors, senators, congressmen, representatives, you name it, they get investigated for insider trading and some of them don't. It just goes to show you how corrupt the power structure is. If you're in with the right people within Washington, D.C., don't worry, no one's going to look at your case. But if you're, you know, if you're kind of on the outside or you don't get along with someone at a current time, oh, what do you know? We got an investigation to your insider trading. With that being said, though, I'm not trying to defend these politicians, too, because, again, this should be completely illegal in my opinion, but, you know... The whole thing of taking money out of politics, that's a, there, there's a big debate about that, right? So, again, just like with Nancy Pelosi and your husband with their, the investments in Roblox just weeks before the Pentagon announced the contract, as if they didn't know. Are you kidding me? These people don't do things unless they're sure, at least in my opinion, most of the time. Especially at their age and all that, they don't want to be messing with money unless they know they're going to get a guaranteed return through their connections, right? The uh, next thing is that... Um, Let's take a look here. Uh, Jen Psaki also said yesterday that the Biden administration will be, quote, flagging problematic posts for Facebook, end quote, that they consider to be medical uh, misinformation. Uh, let's move on. Um, okay, so the next thing is that... Uh, I'm just going to cover all this before we get to the global stuff, but election management system could have been hacked during the course of the 2020 election, says a digital forensic expert, Ben Cotton, at the Arizona hearing on the Maricopa County audit. Again, look, if it's this is why I'm saying I'm actually more um, inquisitive. I'm, I'm interested in wanting to see more of what's happening here. Uh, w with that being said, you know, um, let's let's see what happens. And. Again, it's so unfortunate because if, if there is something that is found, the media is not going to touch it. The mainstream media won't, right? But again, there's enough people, I think, that are following independ independent outlets like ours, which thank you so much to all of you, by the way. Um, and they're, they're starting to really wake up, right? The next thing is that Germany's interior minister says it is crucial that, unlike in the U.S., the voting process for the upcoming federal election takes place without voting machine. Um, 
voting machines, excuse me, this old school approach is, quote, half the life insurance uh, for an election without manipulations, he added, end quote. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, this is, um, again, the only way I would imagine, again, I'm not an expert on each country's respective voting process, but if you're using strictly paper ballots, the only way you can mess with it is if it physically people mess with the ballots, um, using some type of ink or some type of sophisticated process or if there's just blatant ballot stuffing, right? So again, it really does minimize the amount of potential issues that could occur. So let's uh, it, let's see if we can apply that to the West, right? Um, the next thing is that Georgia Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger, who is responsible for the certification of election results, calls ha, is now calling for Fulton County election officials to be fired. This was the same guy who said just a handful of weeks and months ago that he has faith in the process of the audit and he has no issues whatsoever. Again, I'm trying to stay unbiased here, but I can't help but you know say how ironic it is that he was the guy that was always going on the news. CNN, MSNBC had this guy on almost nightly. Brad Raffensperger, oh sir, you know, great to see this and that. You think it's legit? Yes, it's legit. Now this guy puts out a tweet yesterday saying, oh no, everyone should be fired because they didn't do a good job. So they're is he saying there might have been fraud? I'm genuinely asking. I'm not asking out of bad faith. I'm not trying to be a troll here. I'm genuinely asking. Quite ironic. Now, of course, the media is not going to touch that part of it. Like, see how fucking one-sided? Sorry, guys. I'm pretty pretty into it today. Uh, the, the next thing is that Palestinians are demanding more access to water from Israel. Again, let's see if Prime Minister Naftali Bennett will, in fact, do this. Let's see if maybe the, he may be a little more generous to the Palestinians. It, very simple, right? Um, again, unless there's context or uh, circumstances in this situation that I am missing, respectively, right? Uh, with that being said, I would resort it to being quite political. You know, the settlements and this and that, sharing of the vaccines and all these different things, right? The next thing is that calls are growing to stop U.S. deportations to Haiti amid political turmoil. Um, apparently, uh, as well, it's been reported, not confirmed, though. It's been reported that United States diplomats want the uh, Haitian election uh, to uh, continue this year. And Haiti officials are, are pushing back very strongly, uh, saying, listen, there's too much turmoil in the country. Having another uh, election this year right when um, our president was murdered, not going to do any good. Um uh, and look, I'll be honest with you folks, it's great to see Haiti as a country, as a nation, pushing back against the U.S. Unfortunately, though, there is a part of me that also says, you know, if the U.S. really wanted to force this election on them, on Haiti, they would. Whether it's through intelligence purposes or things like this that we would not see on the front end, right? So again, I just hope that the U.S. doesn't really... Um dig their fingers in, in in an imperialistic way and try to play it off as democratic, right? So uh, the next thing is that the fearless Dutch reporter Peter R. De Vries, who I reported on, I think about a week ago, um, has died in the hospital after he was shot last week. So yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. He was an organized crime reporter, I believe, and also helped police in, um, in Denmark solve, um, sorry, uh, in, yeah, solve a bunch, a bunch of crimes. So again, um, the next thing is that at least 42 um, people were killed uh, as heavy, uh, no, sorry, sorry, way more than that, like north of 100 people at this point now, um, as heavy rains batter Western Germany. Yeah, this is, the fl there, there's a lot of flooding, a lot of issues there. Um, that's basically the cover story if you check all the global outlets these days, right? So uh, the next thing is that India and China have agreed to, quote, seek a mutually acceptable solution to the border problem, end quote, after meeting, um, after a meeting of foreign ministers. Look, th this is what I'm saying. This is good stuff. This is good progress. This is good progress, right? Again, on the front end, we don't know what's going on on the back end. So at this point, we can only hope. We can only speculate on the things that are relative to what's in our, you know, uh, political view, if you will, right?
The next thing is that uh, Erdogan, the prime minister of Turkey, says that the Muslim Uyghurs should live in peace as, quote, equal citizens of China, end quote, adding that Turkey respects China's sovereignty. I, I, I don't know what to make of that. I, I, I know that Erdogan is viewed as a very interesting guy. I mean, in terms of, you know, um, I, I don't want to sound like I'm passing judgment. Let's just say that he's, he, he'll do some shady things if he needs to. That, that's the kind of vibe I get from, from Erdogan, right? So when he says these things, it really makes me question what play he's got, what he secretly got up his sleeve, if you will. But again, I could be, I could be totally wrong, right? So, um, yeah. Uh, the next thing is that top European, a top European Union court has ruled that hijabs can in fact be banned at work, meaning that European companies may ban Muslim employees from wearing a headscarf under certain tr uh, conditions. I'd like to know what conditions those are. It is quite controversial. A lot of people don't want to cover this because it's controversial. I think we should because it's important to discuss. If we don't discuss it, then everyone's just going to go into their own corners of the internet or of the, the world. And then, you know, no, we're not going to solve anything, right? It's just going to be more tribalism. I Look... Again, it depends on the European country. Um, I know that uh, particularly within France, as of recently, a lot of people are saying that they want to retain the um, the French tradition, if you will. Um, I know some people in France, they tell me off the record, they say, Dave, you know, we don't want to... Uh, we. Uh, you know, individually, we have nothing against Muslims. It's just we want the French European tradition and culture to remain. Um, again, everyone's got their own opinion. Some people, as we know, uh, because let's call it like it is, all over the world, there are still some very inherently racist people. With that being said, the question becomes where do you draw the line between just wanting to keep culture and tradition of your particular, um, uh, you know, uh, culture, if you will, or family and bloodline compared to allowing the incorporation of other cultures, right? That, that's a, it is a legitimate social issue that should definitely be discussed. So again, um, the next thing is that South Africa has called up the army reserves to help preserve the peace and deescalate everything. Yeah. Again, um, yeah, it's getting bad there. It's, it's getting even worse. Uh, the, the president, I believe of South Africa said that they believe that, um, or the interim prime minister, excuse me, uh, said that they believe, no, sorry, the president said they, they think it was orchestrated. It was an intelligence operation, sort of, they hinted at that, but again, hard to say. Um, the next thing is that a recent uh, constitutional uh, tribunal says, even though Poland is in the European union issues about the judiciary uh, and legal, um, I guess you could say ramifications within the country remain the sole purview of Polish law. Okay, yeah, it, look, if that's what the courts ruled, again, respect the nation. This is this is one of the big political issues with, you know, uh, European Union, the, the, the globalist perspective, right? So, again, um, the next thing is that the Fed central banker Powell said, and I quote, you wouldn't need stable coins, you wouldn't need cryptocurrencies if you had a digital U.S. currency, end quote. Yeah, no, no, duh, no, duh. I, I mean, but here's the thing, though. People, like, you see what he's doing here? People... Uh, want to get away from a controlled currency they want to destabilize these uh, sorry decentralized currency excuse me and he he's just basically saying no let's just do it the american way oh you mean the way to control everything around the world right again i'm not saying that's a bad thing it depends on your political perspective don't let me influence you um and if i do i apologize um the next thing is that johnson and johnson is doing a mass recall on five neutrogena and avino aerosol sunscreens telling people to throw them away after carcinogen was discovered in them a certain carcinogen again folks i'm not trying to be a conspiracy conspiracy theorist this is the same company one of them that are making the vaccines and I, I'm not trying to be a bad faith actor here, but I genuinely ask, do we trust them? It's a genuine question. And if we can't ask that question on places like YouTube, I don't know what this world's coming to.
Um, the next thing is that Spain's highest court has ruled that the country's strict lockdown in spring 2020 was an unconstitutional violation of citizens' basic rights to free movement. What all I'm going to say about this, folks, is very simple. There could be, in the, in the eyes of the law, if we take science and all that stuff out of it, and, you know, propaganda, you name it, in the eyes of the law, there could be a freaking virus going around, that a World War Z type of virus that turns people into zombies. In the eyes of the law, people still have their freedoms. So, again, it comes down to how much people are willing to, I guess you could say, sacrifice their freedoms temporarily, and that's even a scary sentence for me to say, too. That no one should ever have to say that, in my humble opinion. But again, I don't mean to push my, my perspective onto all of you. Um, the next thing is that, uh, let's take a look here. Um, two nuclear reactors near the Belgian city of Antwerp has been manually shut down due to a possible leak, the nuclear regulator FANCI, or F-A-N-C, announced. Uh, the situation, however, is under control, um, and the cause is under investigation. Okay. I mean, sure. Yeah, so be it. Um, the, the next thing is that, let's take a look here, the Pentagon has said that some of the arrested killers implicated in the assassination of Haiti's president previously received U.S. military training. I... I don't think I think that kind of goes without saying. Now, again, I'm not trying to assume that they all had U.S. military training. I say that because look at bin Laden, look at Kim Jong Un, all these guys either educated um, in the U.S. or, you know, uh, they were trained in the U.S. or they were an intelligence asset at one point for the U.S., for the CIA. That's, there's always a connection there, right? I'm not trying to pin it all on the U.S., but again, there's a strong argument to be made, which many people much smarter than myself are making at this moment, that, you know, the U.S. is causing its own problems. Some say deliberately, some say not. Again, depends the perspectives you take. You look at certain operations like Timber Sycamore, we can argue the CIA arguably created ISIS, right? So again, hard to say, right? In order to keep the contractors there, to keep the military industrial guys happy, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the next thing is that uh, ex-democratic Republic of Congo uh, Prime Minister Matala uh, has been placed under house arrest for embezzlement. Now, I, I don't know how legitimate this is. Maybe some of you know better than I do. I, I don't know how serious this might be, to be honest with you, um, if this is just a hit job or if this is legitimate. So um, the next thing and, uh, is that the people of Greece are demanding the resignation of their prime minister after the announcement of mandatory vaccines on healthcare workers. This is not going to bode well. This is not going to bode well. Um, I'll be honest with you folks. Where I live in Toronto, Ontario, the same premier, which is like our version of governor, uh, the same guy who implemented those very quick, I guess you could say, Nazi-era type uh, um, uh, rules or laws where they can pull you over for any reason and ask for your papers and things like that, is now trying to backtrack, I guess trying to get political brownie points, and denied having a vaccine passport for the people of Ontario. Ontario's the province, for those who don't know, Toronto is a city within Ontario. And it's interesting because other provinces has have said they will be doing mandatory vaccine passports, and the Premier of Ontario said he does not want to have a split society. He used those words. So again, Maybe he's actually telling the truth. Maybe he's being paid to do this by corporation. I don't know. I just thought I'd bring that up because it's quite interesting how he's now doing total opposite, right? Anyways, folks, that's it for today. Lots of news covered. I totally uh, understand and I appreciate all of you for, for um, chugging it out this long with me. And we'll catch all of you very, very soon. We have some phenomenal content coming for the members and for the public um, between now and, uh, and Sunday. So take care, all of you, and we'll catch you soon. Cheers.